things we do podcast to podcast about film life, television, culture, mental health, and all that fun, jazzy stuff. Today, I've got my special guest and friend, Jade Bowell. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Did you like how fluently I said that as well? I was like, Bowell. And you said my last name effortlessly. Thank you. <laughs> it's many years of training. <laughs> Just two minutes ago, yeah. I told you how to say it. <laughs> and you're like, please say it like this or I will shoot you. Um, so, Jade, where, uh, tell everyone on the internet who you are and what you do and a bit about yourself. Um, well, my name is Jade Bowell. Um, I am an actor, performer based in Sydney. Um, and, um, I, I've been living in Sydney for about five years now. I'm from the South coast originally, Mm -hmm. um, moved to Sydney to study music theater. That was my initial passion. Um, and then moved on to just acting. Yeah. Even though I just finished a musical, um, I think acting is where my real passion lies. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Because yeah. you're like, I've watched your um, like singing performance. You're phenomenal. Yeah, such... I, I still do singing lessons, but um, just my dancing is not the best. Oh, really? Yeah. Is, is coordination wise? <laughs> yeah, or... I'm just not coordinated. <laughs> How does that translate with acting? How does that like, we, do, are you very good at coordination and acting or is it kind of just free flowing when it kind of performance you mean life. like blocking? yeah yeah but well i guess i guess if you're going into a technical term yes i do mean okay life. okay um yeah i'm fine with like being told what to do it's just it's just picking the... up choreography um takes a while for me interesting that's all um whereas you watch dancers that you know that have many years of experience they yeah. just seem to pick it up being shown at once or like yeah they look at it from afar and they're like mm, i can i could do that in my I, can, I can do that yeah fine but i need to practice it over and over and over again <laughs> was there a lot of dancing in your recent musical um there were there was dancing in every number but um because we were meant to uh, we because we put on the show last year um we've pretty much had the same numbers mm. and the same choreography so i've had over a year to practice <laughs> oh that's good yeah that's <laughs> Cause uh, like how long how long um so I'm gonna turn my phone off before I make any more noise because um, it just vibrated and I was like what? <gasps> I'm I'm the rude host <laughs> um because because how long how long for you did you realize you were like good at good at like singing and stuff like how young were you when you were like this is something especially because like. I don't think when you start going, I want to be a singer, like to musical theatre, like that's kind of a, where did that switch go from singing to musical theatre? Um, well, I, I went to a, um, a school that put on musicals and, and mm. plays each year. Um, and I just started doing, um, doing them in year seven all the way through to year 12. Wow. Um, as well as I was part of um, Nara Players Theatre Company um, on the South Coast. And I was doing plays there um, ever since I was probably in year four. Wow. Yeah. And then I, and then I remember there was this one, um, oh, I can't remember what the show was. I think it was Cinderella and they, <laughs> <laughs> they, they had some music in it and I had a, a, a duet and that's when um, uh, my family and friends saw it and they were like, wow, Jade, Jade can sing. And, and you were like, I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then I started doing singing lessons. Wow. Yeah. So, um, since like year five or six, something like that. That's a natural talent then. Mm. Like it was because, you know, I know singing such a weird thing. You can kind of, what are you on the principle that everyone can sing? I think everyone has a voice that can be trained. Yes. Um, a lot of people have natural talent for sure. But I think, um, like, just everyone's voices can be developed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's all about refining and practice. Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> I mean, like, you remember when auto tune was a big thing in the like early two thousands or late nineties? Yes. Um, yes. And and people like Kesha suddenly thought they were the bee's knees because they, they suddenly could had, sing they, those they, high <laughs> notes perfectly and i was like no you can't you cannot yes um i feel like nowadays 
that happens less with, you know, true range. I feel like we're auto tuning mm. a lot less and people are just like, if you can't make a note, that's okay. You kind of know your range. Know your range, yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of singer-songwriters, right? So they yeah. would just make something within their range. Yeah, well, I mean, like Lin-Manuel Miranda, who mm. has written tons of musicals, um, you know, like Hamilton, you yeah. know, and now works for, predominantly for Disney. Yeah, his, in the Heights too. Yeah, in the Heights. <laughs> well, which got made into a movie. Like, I think with that kind of level of skill set, the thing is I also don't think he's the best singer. Mm. Like, when I listen to him lyrically, I'm like, you're phenomenal. But as a singer, you're okay. Yeah. Which is interesting because his lyrics are phenomenal. Like, they're yeah. great. How he made that whole musical be interesting when it's such like a, it's the, the history of, around it is just, it's so complex. And then mm. they, he made it into a musical that everyone can universally enjoy. Yeah. It's It's such an accessible, and especially because like, it is told from a very American perspective. Like if yeah, you told course. it from the French side, probably be very different. Or the British. Or the British. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a lot of like, but I feel, um, you know, that that is true. There's like these, you know, he turns something which, you know, and I feel like, you know, kind of ironically shows like Bridgerton and stuff have kind of extrapolated from Hamilton and the way that was told for a very modern lens. I yeah. think Bridgerton went, you know what, we've got Regency England, let's tell this from a modern lens and just kind of make a facade about what people actually did in Regency times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually just finished Bridgerton today. <laughs> the second season? Today, the- yeah. <laughs> Do you, you know what I laughed about, though, and I was thinking about this the other day, the first season has so much more sex than the second season. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. The I- whole of the second season is about them not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> the first season is just about when are they going to do it yeah. and then they do it. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and then like, they don't stop. <laughs> yeah, just don't stop. You know what makes me kind of question is how they didn't get like babies sooner. Yeah, because like, there's they were, no contraception. No, back that, then. That, <laughs> contraception did not exist. Yeah, I think it's like this overarching like thing of when I when someone told me about Bridgerton, I was like, why would you make a show like that? But yeah. also, it kind of makes sense because it's very it's it's very tongue in cheek. It's a bit like um uh. I kind of want to compare it to Downton Abbey, which is very mm. aware, self-aware of what genre it is. Mm. And when shows become very self-aware, I think they started from the get-go of being very self-aware of its yes. kind of the audience who would be appealed to it and kind of the silliness yes. of its nature. Yes. Um, and I think it works perfectly. Yeah, it's not. It's sort of not like The Crown because oh, that's such a dramatic show. Yeah, it's that's a slow burner. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm kind of looking forward to the last two seasons only because we get to kind of see it more now when we're alive mm. than seeing yes, it predating true. us, mm. which I think also even like the first two seasons, which is during the war like the end of the Second World War and kind of like early, you know, 50s and 60s. I'm like, dang, that's really interesting because I remember my like, grandmother telling me stories about stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, like the coronation and everything. I'm like, yeah. that's interesting. Whereas now I think the closer it gets to like the 80s and 90s, I've heard all of the Margaret Thatcher stories. I've kind of heard it all. I'm like, and then seeing it, I'm like, I guess it's really recent history for a lot of people, like mm-hmm. with Diana, mm. the, you know, like the, the death of her and everything. And this, like, I don't know how controversial. I'm not a royalist. I don't care yeah, about the Yeah, neither royal. am I. <laughs> um, but I do find him very funny in, in regards to just how much people still go, oh, Diana was, you know, the best. And I'm like... Was mm. she though? She was very problematic as well. Like the they whole, all are. The, the whole. <laughs> if you go into the royal family, you're problematic at best. Like Meghan Markle, fine as she is, she's also a problematic <laughs> person. They all are. You don't marry yeah. into this family not expecting it to be. Well, of course not. Yeah, no. but the thing is, like everyone struck Meghan Markle in the same boat as kind of like Diana. And gosh, she's a misunderstood woman. And it's like mm-hmm. I don't know. No, she knows what she, you know, this relationship was. It's pretty high profile. Yeah, I just I I, I don't follow it. It's it doesn't interest me very much. You are not missing out. No, no. <laughs> but uh, stepping back onto you and the focus <laughs> yes. that is you, not 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 Bridgerton or like the all. So you. So you didn't, when did you move to Sydney? How old were you? I was 17 still because I, I was a year um, younger in high school and I didn't turn 18 until um, January. So I moved, I think it was like the fifth, no, 
No, actually, maybe I just turned 18 because I turned 18. <laughs> sorry, backtrack. I just turned 18 on the 2nd of January. So I think I just turned 18 when I moved to Sydney. Wow. Yeah. So were you, so you were just like up and leave and go Yeah, here. my, um, because there's not really many, um, uh, acting schools in Nara. I mean, yeah, it's very rural. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I got accepted into the Australian Institute of Music. And so I, um, I just moved to Sydney, moved to my cousin's place yeah. who lives in Kingsgrove or she used to. And I lived there for five months mm. until then I moved into my first share house and, wow. um, hated how much it was. I was not used to paying rent. Really? <laughs> no. Still not used to how much rent is. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous, isn't it? You're just like, what's money? You're like, <laughs> just how much money you have to put out of your bank account and like just send it into the void. Of- I know. It, it's. <laughs> I often have this running joke about like the arts as well, like and how it's profitable because it's not. Mm. It's not a very profitable. We, 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 it's we picked the worst industry to enter if you, you mm-hmm. know, and it's my favorite conversation, which I have met with my parents. It's like, oh, just stay in a stable job. I'm like, the stable job doesn't keep me entertained though. No. It fulfills me in no end. No way. <laughs> and your mental health. Oh my God. I know. I, I've tried full-time work and I just, I got really depressed. I just hated doing the same thing every single day. Yeah. And doing like, it was just a like a um, sort of a managerial job in a retail store. Oh wow! That was after AIM. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, I thought I'd do work and save up to travel, but I couldn't do it for very long. I really, wow. the the hours and the fact that it was just the same thing. You open the store and then you close the store and you do the same thing every single day, <laughs> and Everyone, people just thrive in that environment. I, I didn't. I really. You're, you're, you're kind of different things all the time, kind yeah. of person. I mean, that's why I like um, uh, the flexibility of of my schedule now is that I sort of make my schedule throughout the days, mm. and then just work mostly night times at at a restaurant. Yeah. So you, because that's kind of nuts. Because you know you work like late into the evening basically it's not really that late it's, what we- it's- <laughs> you're like it's 10 30 it's fine <laughs> what time do you go to bed i, I literally get into bed at 10 it's like <laughs> i'm 80 in my soul <laughs> no well i live like a 10 minute walk away from the restaurant mm. so if i finish at 11 30 i can be in bed by 12 oh that's perfect which is not 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 bad because um you can still wake up at a reasonable hour in the yeah. morning and be okay. Um, but on the weekends, it can be later, like yeah. 12, 31. Yeah. Because I, I know, because where, what's the restaurant called? What kind of restaurant is it? It's called The Botanist. It's. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. <laughs> the Botanist. The Botanist. Um, it's. Uh, Have um, you ever been to The Botanist, darling? <laughs> it's a very nice establishment. It's. It, Everyone that goes there sounds like that. <laughs> we just take our top hats off and let's get very let, excited. Let's go have some wine, I darling. Do wine, and I do, I do like my scotch. Mm, and yes. some oysters, uh, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Have you got some of hors d'oeuvres? I'd love a bit of olives, <laughs> please. Thank you. Um, yes. Your finest, finest lobster. <laughs> <laughs> we we have octopus. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'll take that. <laughs> we did have lobster, though. It's a very rich area, um, being in Kirribilli. So um, yeah, I was about to say like you're you're on the side of the bridge, which is <laughs> the, the richer rich... side. <laughs> I mean, in a share house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, but it is a nice area. Like mm. it's a beautiful area. It's gone. It's gotten more beautiful probably of late. Yeah, I just I love the fact um, that there's a lot of parks around. Yeah. So um, it's just completely different from when I lived in Redfern for two and a half years. Yeah. Just going running, I like to go running a lot and just there's no parks or if they are if there are parks, they're just really small. Yeah. And then you just are running around main roads and How boring. <laughs> it's just boring. And then you're stopping at traffic lights every two minutes and <laughs> When I used to go running, I can't at the moment because of my sad knee, but <laughs> when I used to go running, I used to like 
around here go down to uh, like the Jubilee Park. But yes, yeah. before then, it was, yeah, roads. When I lived it with mom and dad, it was just the side roads. Oh, my God. I yeah. couldn't. You get bored so quickly, like jogging up a hill. Mm-hmm. There was just concrete pavement. Yep, concrete. And then your knees start hurting because you're just running on concrete. Yep. But yep. there's so many nice, um, like just to run to the harbour. It's, mm. it's it's like a, you know, 10 minute, 10 minute run. And then you can do like the harbour Luna Park run. Oh, yeah. And um, you just feel rich running around there. <laughs> when you just remember... I have $2 in my pocket and that's all I have for the week. I've got no money until tomorrow <laughs> when I get paid. <laughs> do you, does it really kind of like, do you feel like you're still living student life? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I only, I, I don't have much money from casual waitressing. <laughs> do people think you're rich? <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone does because I live in Neutral Bay. But I mean, you're also wearing a fur coat. So. It's I got this for $4 at an op shop in Canberra. <laughs> so, and same with this. This was like $5. Can I just say, you're a cl- this makes me so happy that you said that. Because <laughs> everything that we own is like an op shop. I think I bought that like from like an actual shop and I think that was 80 mm. But, um, you know, when you do buy good stuff, you, you, I don't mind paying the price for it, but yeah. I will always wait for a sale no, most of the of time. Of course, and op shops, you just don't know what you're going to find. I know. Um, <laughs> so it's the best kind of like treasure hunt in an op shop. Yeah. I found so many costumes there. Yeah. That, like I feel as a director, you just kind of go, I'll just cherry pick everything out of the, like the op shops, what like suits yeah. this kind of yeah. genre that I'm going. Because people throw out the best kind of shirts. Yeah. And, um, Canberra, there's this um, there's this really good op shop that they just have like stacks and stacks of, of of um like assorted clothes. Yeah. And um and you know if you want like a red t-shirt, there's a whole rail of red t-shirts and or like red um shirts, and then there's like denim pants, and then the, it's just amazing. <laughs> I I go there every time I go to Canberra. <laughs> How often do you go to Canberra? Um, my boyfriend's parents live there. Oh, so quite regularly, yeah. like at least yeah, you know, a few times. Well, a week. Regularly, um, every six months, <laughs> every, every couple of months, maybe. Um, actually, uh, my mum lives there now. Yeah, she just moved there. I forget that she lives there now. Do you, d- did you go? Why? Did you, uh, <laughs> did you go? What was the reason behind this mad choice? Um, she got offered a full time teaching job. Oh, lovely. So, um. She she's struggling a little bit because it's it's quite a difficult class, but you know it's okay. Because <laughs> um, um, are you an only child? No, I have an older brother. Ooh, and mm. what's he do? He's not in the creative arts at <laughs> all. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he um he studied. Oh, I hope this is right. Um, finance and maths. I should hope it's right because you should know your own brother. <laughs> it's like he did an honours and now he's doing masters in something. In something. Okay, my favorite, my favorite. So Jade's brother, please remember your importance to your own sister. Hi, Ruben. <laughs> She's like not apologetic at all. Uh, but no, that's kind of cool. So you have a, it sounds like he's very like academic and, and very like. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's already got such a high paying job. Um, and yeah, completely opposite from me, but um, we need one of those people in the family. <laughs> is your mom very creative? She is actually. She, um, she studied music. Um, that was her first degree. Wow. Um, she played. She's played piano until um since she was like seven years old. Wow. So she's been playing for forty plus years. She's dedicated. Yeah. Um, and now she um, well, she was teaching um music at different schools, but now mm. she's just doing classroom teaching. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. mean, I'm just gonna ask her to play Bach or you know, yeah. Beethoven's Fifth or something obscure. Yes. Because were you an anxious child? I never thought I was, but looking back, I think I was very, um, I was very anxious. I, I just like, yeah, worried a lot about, about like, um, 
like health things, even though really? I, I didn't have any health, like significant health issues as a kid, but just the hypochondriac. Yeah. I was just worried about, I, I used to be super paranoid that I, I'd have a tick or just really? yeah, things like that. I'd always make, well, apparently when I was um in like quite young, I'd always make my dad check like my, my, my head. Cause I'd always be scared. I think I had a tick once like under my arm. And ever since then, I just got really paranoid whenever we went on a bushwalk or something that I'd have a tick. Wow. Mm. I used to be very, very anxious about that. And leeches. Um, what else? When, whenever I have, you know, like a minor rash or like anything, I just would overthink it way too much. And my mum would shut it down instantly. But Wow. Yeah. I, and I that has carried on now still. <laughs> so into Jade's adult years. This is therapy hour now that we have learned. That. Welcome to therapy. It's like this is this is what happens when Jade gets nervous. <laughs> People listen carefully. <laughs> Here are the red flags. <laughs> God, that's my like. We watched. We actually this afternoon watched Gaslight. Which I don't know if you've ever oh, seen. that's with Julia Roberts, right? No. Um, that's a new TV show, I think, with her. It might be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's the old 1944 um, film. Oh, right. It's about, like, the couple and that one sort of gaslighting the other and trying to find the jewels and mm. all those things. Anyway, it's like a murder committed. It's a very good film. It's very progressive for its time, surprisingly. It's about this, like, woman who is... You know, suddenly I realized she's been gaslit in the end. She's just like, nah, fuck you. You're an awful human being. Like, Was uh, gaslighting even a known thing? No, not until the play. Oh. And so there was a play in 1930s, which then coined the phrase gaslight. Oh. So gaslighting came out of that. And Interesting. Yeah, so red. I don't know where red flags came from. Like, I don't know if that predated it or it was kind of came out of gaslighting. Mm. But, um, yeah, gaslighting is like a major key in just anything. And I think, like, what I recently discovered is everyone's kind of gaslit at some point in their lives. Of not intentionally. It's not always an intentional thing. But mm. if you say to someone, like, it's like a white lie. You're just kind of misleading someone. It's kind of gaslighting. You're just kind of yeah. lighting the flame to, if they find out about it later, yes. it, it, it could go worse. Like, And I think people are becoming more and more um, aware of, of what is gaslighting. Yeah. And so you pick up on the on the like you know on the signs on the warning signs faster. Yeah, I've and I also think it's it's not it, I, you know I used to think it was very much you know when I was a child it was very gender specific like women couldn't be the difficult ones but I'm like no mm. both everyone can be everyone different. can because <laughs> um, I think I was like I was very much brought up in a very feminist household but I used to think women couldn't be anything more than just kind. Hearted people, I was so wrong. Aw, <laughs> that's so nice though. I know my mother's my mother's a blessing, but um, yeah, it was it was very much brought up on you know it, it, majority of the time was men yeah. that were the problem, and then I was like, that's not actually always the case. Like the more I grew up, the more I was like, huh. that is not actually a, a, the correct view of life. People are just flawed, yeah, and they all come with flaws, and of course, yes, that's like another type of um. Uh, what's it like anti-feminist like, yeah making making women out to be just like um not multi-dimensional like yeah isn't it just yeah and it's bizarre because it's like well women can have flaws yeah um it's so many, um, like in in the, in the film industry we're like we're we're looking for for you know female characters that do have flaws and that aren't yeah. just you know yeah, we do. I mean, like, what what attracts you to projects? What kind of like makes you go? These are characters that I want to play. I I think I just um I I just read it, and I I if I don't see myself doing it, then um I just I feel like I can't relate to it. I, it's, <laughs> it's it's almost like an in, instinct. Yeah, and like a an initial read. If it if it is something that um I feel like I I really want to work with someone. Yeah. Then I um I'll just try and find another way in, but um usually I can tell straight away if I'm if I can you know do it. Yeah, or you can work with someone and you're like, I'm gonna join this lunacy bin. Like, yeah, this is the this is the yeah. the life for me. Yeah. You, have you ever read any projects that you're like, nope? Yes. 
<laughs> like, do you get them? Like, how do you normally get approached by projects now? Is it generally via email or is it kind of like a mixed, bit of mixture of both now? Um, it It is a lot through email. Um, A lot of it is Facebook and me um, just applying on different um, actors' pages. Mm. Um, sometimes just Instagram messages too of people that, um, are friends of friends or just, you know, um, that I somehow know. Um, like the other day, this, this guy who, um, uh, I went to see his play a couple of, a couple of months ago, he messaged me saying he really wanted me to audition for this new play that he's directing. Mm. So it's just sort of, it's, there's no one way of doing it. I think it's just, um, yeah. It's that it's very much sporadic. You know? I love that. Yeah, that's kind of like the unique path because there's no proper weight. And there is you can't. There's no formula to do no. anything in this industry. No, it's it's like I was saying to you before. Where like, you know, every friend of mine is just going. Do you want to help me with this thing? I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like it's it just ends up being a very collaborative um, cohort mm. of people. Which and, is yeah, and great. The, and the more you, the more projects you do, the more people you know, and then the more um, they will want you to. If you know, if you're a nice collaborative person, <laughs> if you're not shit, <laughs> then they're good. Then it, opportunities just come up. Yeah, I do agree with that. I think it's also we just it's networking, and I feel like as like how are you at networking yourself? Are you very good at it? Oh, I. I'm, you get told a lot. You hear it so many, so much, just in acting classes. And, yeah. Um, that you need to be good at networking, 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 <laughs> yeah. networking. And it's like, what is networking? <laughs> How do you network? And no one ever tells you. No. That, um, I th- like I I think I I what I've learned is that um, people in the industry um don't always want to be approached and and be like um. Uh, and then have you promote yourself to them. You don't want um, people to feel like you're just talking to them because, you, you know, they have this opportunity or they're directing something or, yeah. you know, they're people as well. So what I've learned is that um, you, you you don't network um, uh, with the objective to network. You just, you just, you know, be nice to people, go watch different plays that people are in and... Yeah just generally support and i think that um that you know it it'll that it'll come back to you yeah no i 100% agree with that and i think as a director or as a producer or as a creator i'm very much like i don't get and especially like this is this is the question i get all the time which is like how do you find your guests and sometimes mm. it is just mutual friends like, I'm like, oh, that person knows someone. Cool, I might try and reach out to them and see if they want to be interviewed. And you kind of just join the dots of... Yes. And some of them... Everyone uh, knows everyone, too. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. And it's also like, I remember emailing one of my guests and I was like, I bet I'll never get them. And I did, you know. It's like, you know, you just kind of... You don't know until you ask. Yes. And there's no harm in asking. There's mm. no um, there's no harm. But I also mean like... I think that people, you know, I do a lot of research, especially when casting. I do always a bunch of research before I reach out to people and go, would they suit these roles? Would they suit these characters? Like, you know, mm. and, and, and and whether it's original work or um, fan-made stuff, I always, you know, do a bunch of research and just go, are they going to enjoy the material? If so, I hope so. Or if they don't, that's fine. Mm. Like, that's how I always structure it. And I think that's the best way to structure as well as just to kind of show that you're a fun happy-go-lucky person and it's also you want to cast people that you know that you um work with well because it's a very collaborative process and you're spending so much time yeah you know filming i think it was like it's quite a surprise when i told you that we'd be acting opposite one another in one of the scenes and i remember (laughs) you on the phone just going oh really (laughs) and i was like yeah we will be but i think that also like even now just talking i was like now we're gonna bounce perfectly off each other but i think that also comes with um just camaraderie like Mm. it's it's like we have mutual friends but also at the same time we're like we're very flexible people we're kind of also very similar in some ways and and Mm. different in other ways and that brings multiple different facets to things i think it's just the the level of um comfort that yeah you get 
when you're with someone, you know it's going to be a good scene or you're going to work well together. Yeah. Because if you if you feel like sort of anxious, then um, it's going to show. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like, and you've just got to always, you know, the thing I, because I, I stopped acting for about like, I'd say about five, six years. Hmm. And I remember like recently got back into it because everyone was like, oh my God, you're so good. Like keep doing it. <laughs> but it was like one of those things that when I did, it was really just to trust scene partners. Like it was just like, cool. Okay. Whoever's with me, you know, doing a scene with is gonna like be fun. But I remember I directed one of the scenes, um, which I've showed you recently. And I had one of my friends who had never seen me on a set before. Hmm. And they just came up to me and said, you're really good at this. And I was like, what and they were like no you're really good at this like i was like no i'm rubbish at it i'm like Aww, terrible so nice. and it was like everyone was like no you were very focused and concentrated and you just went no this 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 and i was like okay cool so, and i think it's tunnel vision mm. like when i do something it, and i'm focused it's all tunnel vision it's making sure i get everything right and i do mm. you know but rehearsals fun as anything i'm like nah, just take the breeze and relax they said that probably because um as actors, you're on set a lot um, on on a lot of student or like unpaid yeah. things, and there can be very um, unorganized sets. And I've been on, I've been on sets where they didn't even have a shot list, and where they <laughs> they they got us all ready and like you know in the location, fully you know hair, makeup, everything done. And then they were just like trying to figure out what shot they wanted and what would look like they just had no idea, no yeah. idea what they even wanted for the scene. Yeah. And so we, we were standing there for hours be before they even decided. It's interesting as well. Cause like we, we didn't have a shot list for the last shooting day and we still managed to make it work, but it was cause I kind of, I think it's like that advantage of having an editing brain. Yeah, very good. If at you it. have an idea of what you want to do, they they just didn't seem like they they knew. No, at all. It's, but this is the thing I always say to people: study your script, study your yeah. study your material, and it's always like like it drives me mental when actors, you know. And this is a this is a gripe between for <laughs> actors, but it drives me mental when people don't prep. Yes. Like, you know, why do you do stuff if you don't prep? Like, why have you read on the script on the day and not? Yes. in advance there was something that anthony hopkins says said which was told to me by my friend um which was like he reads it a hundred hundred times to yes, become i've a, read that yeah somewhere, yes. and he suddenly goes now it's just meaningless words in my head yes. and now i can just speak with my emotions yes and i'm like perfect that well, is phenomenal well that gives him the freedom to because he knows the script so well he can have the freedom to just do whatever comes because he knows that will be informed by yeah. the script and the writer's intentions and yeah um, no I've I've heard that that's a really cool yeah, yeah it's a very unique way because I mean like it's the thing I feel like a lot of you know and not to say everyone you know but especially when you've done films or you know it's your first ever film or anything I'm, I've watched my first film and it's terrible <laughs> like, but every time you make an attempt to make something it's hard because mm -hmm. films are not they're a lot harder than they are um, than they look and same with theater it's just a hard process putting a show together because it's a mm -hmm. lot of time it's a lot of effort and it's a lot of relying on the right people mm -hmm. to make it you know pull something together. And even to turn up, trying to get everyone to coordinate on a specific day. I know, it's so, so hard. <laughs> like, would you ever go into producing? Well, I did, um, I made my own short film this year. Oh, yeah? That was, um, yeah, my first ever um, attempt at a film. It was just a, an eight minute um, short drama. Um, and I was um, co-directing with Rosie Meter. Yeah. And um, and producing, I, I cast it. I, I I did so much, um. But I just realized how much fucking work it is. Yeah. It's insane. And just even now, it's in post production. Um, like it just it's still ongoing. It's yeah. It's it doesn't stop. No, it's it's there is. Post production is the most mental thing as well. Because you good. want it to be right, and then and then things just don't work out, and different shots don't line up, and then isn't it, coverage is the worst? <laughs> yeah, you think you have enough coverage, but <laughs> you don't. No, no one does. I think it's also like, um, you know, your first. The thing I always say is, 
you know, and it, and I think it comes with experience and it just comes with, you know, like doing it more and more and more when, especially because I remember my first film was shot on a handicam. So all mm. I had was my home Sony little handicam, had no proper sound, nothing. And it was for the HSC. I remember editing it and it was came at 10 minutes in the end. And mm. it, like it didn't, it did okay in the HSC. It was fine. Like it was, instead of a monologue, I got to do a film. So I was like, cool. Oh, nice. Um, but my teacher thought it was cool because he was like, this is, you know, like you clearly have talent, you know, you're clearly good at this. So mm. I kind of went in with a basis of what I wanted mm. and there were some shots that worked and then there were shots that didn't work and mm. it was the whole learning process. And I think now as I get older and older and you always look at different scenes and you go, cool, what works about this one and what doesn't work about this one? And the more you do it, the easier it gets. Because you know what you're looking for and you and you know what's going to work. Yeah. And, yeah. I, th- and I think the, you know, what's interesting, especially like that scene that I sent you mm. with everyone sitting around a table and stuff, mm. everyone was really impressed that that came together because when you look at the set, we didn't actually have half a wall. You oh. can't tell. Because yeah. of how we did it, but there wasn't a wall there. There was just the back of the room. Oh. And I think, you know, leaving everyone's imagination to it, it, it does go, you know, okay, well, how's the best way to shoot it? If I shoot it this way, you're going to see that the fact there's a 10 extra, like mm-hmm. 10 crew members behind mm-hmm. it. So how about we shoot it f- profile and keep it more profile than we keep it straight on because then people don't get a sense that it's empty void. Like it's yes, just, yes. You, you're, you know, escaping the delusion, but in every, you know, making sure every line is covered, making sure every reaction's covered, you know, and you got to think about all these things because when you, when you sort of don't do that and especially like, you know, angles are the most important thing. You, you mm. know, like basic, I think basic film school teaches you the best way to cover a conversation is to have two singles and a two shot, mm-hmm. which is perfect. Like it's, basic 101 and whenever i see films that don't have enough coverage and they go oh yeah we shot all of these as the same shot or and just different ways or you know like anything like that you kind of just go okay well how do you work around that how do you break it down and i think that's come through learning but also through friends like it's it's generally like every time you go okay well how do we make this better and Mm. and that must be the same for you when you're doing this film you're like oh, God, did I shoot? Did we shoot that right or did that work? Well, that's why they say to always do the standard shots and mm. then and then do whatever extra additional ones that yeah. you think would be cool mm. so that you have more to work with, but then you have, you know, that basis that you can fall back on. Yeah. But um, making the shot lists for this film, I just, oh, I just didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I had a really good cinematographer, um, Ben. He was amazing. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just, yeah, making them and, and just sort of knowing, not knowing what was going to work and then just having, having that anyway, just to refer back to in case, just in case, you know. You were just like, oh, maybe this will be, this will be okay. Maybe. For some, for a lot of the scenes, um, we did use uh, like a lot of the shots that I had listed. Oh, great. But, um. Again, the cinematographer would just, you know, add different things. Because we were you starring in this as well? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why Rosie came in on the set days to do most of, like, the the um, directing. Kudos because... to you, to be honest, to do, yeah. like... Did you write everything as well? Like, mm-hmm. was it all... So how... Where is it? Is it so when is it going to come out? When's it... So it's called Now What? Um, right. And it's going to hopefully be done... In like I'd say three or four months. Ooh. Hopefully. I'd like I'd like to have it done in three or four months. But I um, love how you like hopefully because <laughs> the post is a different matter. Yeah. Well the like we've we've done we've done a couple of um like back and forth rough cuts and that sort of thing. Mm. And um it's 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 just mostly it's mostly where I where it needs to be. It's just it's just that like the additional, yeah, um, you know, cool like transitions and like different special effects and oh, it's got some special effects in there. Um, yeah, there's like this trippy, trippy scene where we're all on acid, and 
not actually on acid. But, um, but the premise is there. The, the yeah. Wanna... Yeah. So it needs, it, it's sort of like a euphoria vibe. Oh, okay. So wait, there's a lot of drugs and sex and alcohol in this film? Um, no, just the just the drugs and lighting vibes. Right, okay. Um, Lacking everything. <laughs> um, yeah, like the 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 lighting was insane that they managed to the 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 gaffer managed to do. Like, yeah, I was so happy with it. Um, just like the BTS photos, it looks like it's from a Euphoria set. <sighs> yeah, so cool. We That's had cool. we got like party lights too to like cast on the roof. That's so cool. And um. Yeah, it was amazing. Like Laser that. lights too. So is it going to go online or is it going to go in film festivals? I'm hoping to submit it to film festivals and I I don't know what else. Maybe online. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Do I? Yeah. Will I get a sneak peek before it actually goes to? Yeah. I hope so because I would love to see this. It <laughs> sounds right up my eye. Um, no, I love it. I love that. So, th- like, that's been this year's. Did that come out of COVID or did that co- like? Yeah. So it was um, actually really interesting. Um, during during lockdown, um, a, a group of us um, all got together over Zoom each week, and we we did. Um, we called it the writers meeting and Cute. and we all just got together and um and then we would just talk about different ideas that we had for projects or we you know um one of the girls Lauren Ivory was writing poems a lot and mm. um she'd just read us some of them and um it was just like a, a a nice creative space for a couple of hours we'd sometimes watch things together and like like live stream it to, it was amazing um but then, yeah, I started writing writing this script then, and then um, I put it away for a, for months, and then I came back to it this year, and I just thought, you know what, I think I need to just film it. Mm. And um, I had a few people interested, like the director of photography, um, and then some producers and and gaffers and um, sound recorders. I just had, I just like managed to get everyone together. Managing the days that we were shooting was impossible, though, because mm. people's unis and then different work schedules. But we ended up doing it over a long weekend. <laughs> oh, nice! And um, and yeah, and then we it just it was over two days, and we um, we managed to get everything everything we needed. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, and then wow, what's what's it called? Now what? Now what? Yeah. Now what? Now what? Dot 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 question mark. Oh, it's a dot 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 question mark kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm li- I like this. Yeah, that's so cool. And you, that's such a cool way to start up a like an idea based on mm. just a weekly gathering, and then just yeah. being like, oh, this is an idea I had, and it's stuffed away in a drawer. And I would send them like just um different drafts like each week, and they would and we'd have a read through of it. And they'd give me some feedback and then I'd just work around what, you know, pick bits and pieces that I liked. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a really, I, I'd highly recommend if people have, you know, friends that are creative also, or just are interested in writing anything to get together yeah. and just, even if you don't have any ideas, it just, it, it gives you inspiration for something. That's, that's extraordinary. Like you're such a creative outlet. Mm. You're, and you're, I love that you're such a creative person that mm. you do a lot of different things. So <laughs> I think that that's what I was talking about before about not, um, I can't, I don't do well when it's just the same routine. Yeah. You're very just, much like have to do multiple things. Yeah. And, um, if you talk to Gaston, he'll, he'll tell you that he, he can't keep up with what I do. <laughs> do you, oh God, Emily can't keep up with what I do. He's like, wait, what were you doing today? Oh, um. Oh, that's right. The podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. The thing. Oh, okay. Oh, the podcast. <laughs> the podcast. Oh. Um, no, but like, do you find do you find that it's sort of like, are you very sporadic in the head? Like, are you very much all, all over the show? Well, no, I'm a very organized person. Oh, really? Like, I, I'm, yeah, I am very organized and um, my diary looks in, insane. There's just stuff written all over it. Mm-hmm. But I, I just have to write everything down because my brain... I, it doesn't retain it. It just doesn't retain information very well. Really? Although in some regards, yes, but I think I'm just getting so used to writing everything down on like the notes on my phone yeah. or in my diary that I um my brain's just gotten lazy. 
So it's like I don't have to do anything now. Oh, I don't have to remember that. It's oh, like... that was hard. <laughs> you know that that thinking thing? That was really hard yes, today. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you just like kind of write everything down and suddenly you just, do you look at it again to reflect upon or do you kind of just flick through your? Um, every morning I just, I'm like, okay, this is what I have on today. And Good. it's just like, like tomorrow, it's just different, like heaps of different things like it. Um, 9 a.m. I have to do a, a rat for a commercial that I'm on on Wednesday and then and then I have a coaching session and then I have an audition at midday. My God. And then I have a um, self-tape session thing at, at 3 with a friend. My God. And then I have work at 6 p.m. So You're dedicated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, how do you keep... How are you? <laughs> I'm actually surprised I remembered all of that. That's that yeah, was without me looking at anything. Yeah, there was no diary came out. <laughs> it was like not even on a chalkboard or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, like, do, are there any particular like things you're looking forward to in this coming year or in ne- mm. the next year? Hmm. Um. Uh. Well, actually, yeah, I'm really looking forward to being on set for um this feature film that I got. Um, got a small role in. Yeah, that's filming next month. Sick. Uh, that's my first feature that I booked through my agent, which is really really cool. Um, so I'm really excited for that. That's three days of filming. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I'm traveling this year. Yes, you're going away. <laughs> yes, which I'm so excited for. I haven't been overseas in as everyone haven't been overseas in, in years. Um, so going to, um, New Zealand in October. Yeah. So you've quite a busy year mm. and then Christmas, you wait Christmas. Um, <laughs> or you've not thought know. that. I haven't far. thought that far ahead. Suddenly so like, I'm back in France. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, last year I, I, um, got waitressing off for Christmas, which was so good because I was doing this children's theatre production. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I was just touring around doing that for like the weeks leading up to Christmas. I think I finished on the 22nd or 23rd. Yeah. Um, and that was perfect because I just, I could, I was earning enough money from that to say to the, yeah. the waitressing job that I can just maybe come back in the new year. They're really, um, really uh, accommodating of every uh, acting job that I get. They they always try and make some adjustments to the, awesome. the schedule or I just or I just um ask like request for leave and they always, always accept it or they like tell me congratulations for Yeah. I've I that's why I don't want to leave the job because they're um They're such good they're supportive. Yeah. yeah. I think we're locking in the, the date twenty ninth? The 29th of October. October. Yes, which is when we're filming. Yes. Which is between Jade's wonderful travel plans. <laughs> Two days after I get back from so, New Zealand. So you're going to be very tired, but you're going to be loving it. Um, no, fine. I'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Um, I'll be super relaxed. <laughs> you'll be like, ah, oh, bless. Do my best acting ever. <laughs> but um, no, we've like, I, I feel like, yeah, we. it is kind of an interesting thing because when I've had a full-time job majority of my life doing things like creative and stuff, you do get consumed by that, like, full time. And I used to sit there at work occasionally when it was quiet and edit things or mm. do work. And now I just can't. I'm just so busy. Mm. And so all my time at home is dedicated either to my partner, Emily, or my work. Yes. And it's so hard juggling everything, I know. too. It's the worst. But, uh, you know, there's there's an element of, like, what would I do if I was in the creative field? I'd probably be a bookstore owner or something <laughs> like that. Because I love peace. I'm such an introverted person. Like the guy from You. <laughs> yes, except less murdery. Yeah. Like way less murdery. Uh, That's instantly what I thought of when they said, you said book. What's what? <laughs> bookstore He's owner. He's such a weird character. I know. And you're like, yeah, bookstore owner. Mm, some guy who just stalks women and like and master- masturbates publicly yes. and then murders people. <laughs> such a great human. <laughs> Um, before we wrap up though, before we kind of wrap things up, mm. how are you with so, um, social media on your own Instagram and promoting yourself? Are you very good at I it? I find it hard. Cause I, yeah, we talked about networking and you're just like, oh, I that mean, was difficult. I, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I think that like, I'm okay at doing it. Like I don't, mm. I'm not, I'm not shy about posting and like what I'm in or what I'm doing. 
but I just I I, I take a lot of time um, formulating like or like you're a- <laughs> trying to figure out what I'm gonna say. And then I, I, I also have to remind myself to do it too. Because mm. I, I, I was so nervous about coming onto this podcast because I, I just don't think I'm very good at talking about myself. You did wonders tonight. And yeah, I just, um, it doesn't come naturally, but I, I have to mm. remind myself to do it. Yeah. 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 I'm put- not, on Facebook and <laughs> stuff, I don't really. I'm, I'm not- terrible posting about myself. I post yeah. mostly about projects. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Yeah, when I'm in a show or something, yeah. that's when I post the most. Yeah, if you if you scroll through my Facebook page, it's mostly movie trailers, which I think people will find interesting. And <laughs> I I used Facebook like Twitter. Mm. I really just repost stuff and go, "That was a trailer I liked. Maybe someone else might like it." Because <laughs> like I like keeping. It's such a weird thing as well because I normally update like you will find like podcast information. You'll find like that, but I don't ever go. This is what happened on my weekend, and I thought this. Oh like, no, no. I think we grow out of that phase and we're just going, Yeah. In that sense, I yeah, I don't post very much about, like, private things. Are you a very private person, though? I think I am, actually. (laughs) I'm realizing this... um, Just now. Just just now. No, not just now. But um, just lately that I'm, like, I I have to, like, force myself to be... um, I know. Just just open, like open up more to people that I'm not I think I need to be completely and 100% comfortable before I do yeah open that door and go hey <laughs> hey who are you <laughs> I mean like open book. I mean like uh, look I'm the same I always mm. need to kind of be like who are you yeah that's why figure I, you out <laughs> yeah but then also that's why the advantage of like you know Things like the close friend part of Instagram, you can only post things to close friends. Yeah, like beauty. That is nice, isn't Don't it? Don't have to share it <laughs> with the world. It's such a compliment too when you get added to a, a close friends list. Yeah, and you're, you're like, like, oh, and you stop. never knew, and you're just yeah. like, bless, <laughs> shucks, and then they you realize like they, and then you realize they've got like hundreds. Yeah, and you're like. Do you just add everyone to your list? Well, what's the point of a close friends list? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. If they're just all on your list, gone. <laughs> I think I only have, like, 10 people on my list. Oh, I think I have, like, 15. I, think. I just haven't updated it. Yeah. So, if you if, don't feel like Joe doesn't like you. She just hasn't, <laughs> she just hasn't looked at it in a while. Yeah. Has, hasn't cared. <laughs> yep, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, I, I think it's a perfect place to wrap it up. <laughs> I just I've absolutely loved our conversation and it's been an absolute cheshire. Thanks, Marty. <laughs> there you go. Um, but no, where can people go and stalk you, Jade? Where can they go? Um, my Instagram. It's just Jade Bowell. Yes, Bo- Bowell. With two L's. Um, yeah, it's a public profile. So stalk away. <laughs> Stalker. Just go stalk her. Find all the information. But no, thank you so much for coming on. No, Just... thank you. I've had a blast. <laughs> um, and if you want to go and check out more episodes of the things we do, you can check them out on Apple and Spotify. I'll be speaking with another guest next week. I'll speak to you all later. Goodbye. Goodbye.